Welcome to Church Project. How's everyone doing today? I usually don't stand up here. It's a little weird up here, but that's all right. We'll, we'll stand up here. We'll go for this. Um, today, we are celebrating Easter. It is um, an awesome, awesome day. I hope that uh, you woke up this morning with a little more excitement than, than normal. I mean, today we're celebrating Christ is risen from the dead. And as Jared was, sit, was sharing, that's it. That, that's the story. And he was born, and, and he died, and he defeated death, and thus we are here celebrating Easter. So welcome, everyone. Everyone looks good. Glad you are here today. Um, today I want to talk to you about the power of your story. The power of your story, your personal story. If you need a Bible, there are Bibles in the back. You can go ahead and, and grab one of those. If you have uh, the fancy little iPhone, you can pull that out and go ahead and, and open up your Bible app. We are live. How about that? Let's see if mine's up here. Okay. We got internet this week. How about that? We're fancy. Good night. We got internet. We're crazy now. So you can get on the free internet. It's, it's Church Project Greeley. Open up your Bible app because some of you are a little confused as to where to find our live notes. So I'm, I'm showing you right here. Okay. Here's what it'll look like when you open your Bible app. Then you do this right here. Then you go to your live notes. Then you search for event. And there's all sorts of cool churches here that are doing live notes like Journey Down the Way. And, and they're rocking. But their notes won't make sense to you if you open that. So just go ahead and open up Church Project. Greeley and, and there's, there's our notes. So that's how you do it on version. Um, if you need a Bible, grab a Bible back there. We are going to be looking, the first verse we're going to look at is Luke chapter 14. And so you can open your Bible to Luke chapter 14 and of course you can follow along on your notes and, and get there as well. But today what I want to talk to you about is I want to talk to you about your story and the power of your story. Specifically, the power of your story. You see, the Bible says we are God's workmanship. Each and every one of us, we're God's workmanship. We're created by God and we're made very, very special. He loves each and every one of us. Do you know that? I hope you know that today. Uh, it doesn't matter if you've grown up in church or if this is your first time coming into a church building. What I want you to hear today is God has a story for you that's going to blow your mind if, if you'll let it. Each of us are, are special. And some of us are a little weird, um, but each of us are special. Have you heard of this? This is, this is a good little joke. Did you hear about the dyslexic, agnostic, insomniac who stayed up all night wondering if there was a dog? <laughs> yeah, Chad got it. Should I repeat that or should we just... But let's just go on. Okay, we're, we're all created special. Some of us are dyslexic and insomniac, and I think I'm a mixture of all these things. And so I, I, I'm wondering sometimes if there's a dog, but no, I'm, I'm going on. You know, every day adds to the script of our story. Every day adds to the script of our story. What people know about you, um, what will be told about your story. But, you know, as you, as you go through your days, what, what will people say about your story? And even, you know, that whole tombstone thing? That's kind of morbid, huh? But let's talk about that. What, what, will, what will your tombstone say? What will people say about you? What will people say about Aaron Havens and the life that I'm living and the story that I'm living right now? I mean, it's obvious. Some people will say that, that I am known for my striking good looks and, and my nunchuck skills, you know? <laughs> Obviously that. But, but beyond that, what, what will people say about Aaron Havens? And what will people say about you? I know that uh, there was a famous man in the Bible, and he, he brings us here today. Jesus. He's the, the, the main character, the cast member here. G- 
Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And so what I want to do is what we've been doing here at Church Project the last few months is we've been looking through the book of Luke and we've been going verse by verse and kind of, and kind of picking apart. Why are we doing this? Because Jesus has a story and his life tells a story. And as we've been looking at the Bible and we've been looking at Jesus, it's what a greater character, what a greater person to look at than the life of Jesus to align our life up with. Huh? Would you agree? If, if I have to model my life after somebody, I'm going to go ahead and model my life after Jesus Christ. And today, we are celebrating the, the story as, of His resurrection. This famous man in the Bible, the lead role, how, how did he live his life? He lived his life full of love. So much to the point that we're talking about this man. We're talking about this 2,000 years later. After he's gone, i got to tell you, that's a storyline. Would you agree? That's an incredible storyline. He is he has withstood time. He has withstood pressure. He has withstood the church trying to kill him, honestly. He's withstood so many different things. And today we get to celebrate his story here today. So, happy Easter. Glad you're here. Turn to your neighbor and say, happy Easter. Yeah. Say, say you've got a story, a special story. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell him you got a special story. And tell him their breath stinks as you're at it. Okay. <laughs> Bibles to Luke chapter 4 verse 14 and 15 is what we're really going to look at. And Zoe, you can unfreeze that. But Luke chapter 4 verses 14 and 15. I want to read these two verses right here um, because I, I think there's such a story right here. And this falls in line with what we've been studying. Last week we ended on chapter 4 verse 13. So this week is obviously verse 14. I can count. I'm not that dyslexic. So we're here on 14. And let me read it out loud. It says this. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about Him spread quickly through the whole region. Verse 15, He taught regularly in the synagogues and was praised by everyone. So these two verses right here is what we really want to focus in today. And as you look at that, and as you may have a different version of the Bible, it may say something different. One of the versions says that, that Jesus returned to Galilee and the power of the Holy Spirit was on him and soon people all across the region heard the good news and they, they, his, his fame, Jesus' fame spread throughout the world. Okay. Now, I, we just, I, I did something completely unfair for some of you. I've taken you and dropped you in the middle of a story in which we've got a long history. And, and we've, we've looked at this story for a couple months. So, let me kind of give you the story as to what's happening. The book of Luke to this point. We've been studying it and we've been looking at the life of Jesus. He was born. Congratulations. He was born. He grew up and he studied. And right about now, he's about 30 years old. Um, and he's a rabbi. And he just got baptized by John the Baptist in the wilderness, but he's really just kind of coming on the scene for the very first time. He hasn't done anything supernatural that, that you may have known about or heard about in Sunday school, like walking on water. He really hasn't done anything to this point. He shows up, he's 30, and he went to a desert last week, and in, in the verses before this, he went to a desert and was tempted by Satan. And then we get to verse 14. So is everyone, are we together? Okay, we're together right here. So we get to verse 14, and it says, Jesus, after the desert, after being tempted by Satan, returns from Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit, and soon people across the region had heard the news of him, or his fame has spread. I look at this, and, and I think, 
He returned to, from Galilee. So we know he was in the desert and, and Satan was, was tempting him. And while he was in the desert, he was alone. Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt completely isolated? And maybe, maybe you're here today and you're like, you know what, I may be in a room right now with a couple hundred people or less. But I, 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 I may be here, but I, I actually feel absolutely alone and I'm in a room full of people. Have you ever felt alone? And one of the things I would encourage you to do is look back a couple verses that we just came through. Jesus was alone in the desert being tempted by Satan and, and he probably was wondering where everyone's at, right? You ever felt alone in your, in your life? You ever felt like you're going through something uh, that no one will understand? i got to tell you this. When you are all alone and you're isolated, Satan is going to come at you and he's going to try to pick you off. This is one of the reasons that, that we do house churches. That we get together like this first Wednesday and just kind of pray and stuff. Or even getting together this Friday and, and having our game night. is because we want to stay together and we want to make sure we're building relationships together. Because I know that any one of you, myself included, if I isolate myself in a desert, Satan will come and pick me off. Sometimes I feel alone. Maybe you feel alone and maybe you feel like Satan is trying to pick you off. Like no one cares or you're not good enough or you won't amount up to anything or you'll never break that addiction or whatever it may be. Satan wants to come and still kill and destroy you and pick you off just as he tried to do to, to Jesus in the desert. But I have a promise for you and it's a very beautiful promise. It's the opposite of Satan's lies. And here's the promise. Jeremiah 29.11 says this. I have plans for you. Like you're something. I have incredible plans for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. So if you've ever felt alone, or even today, you may be sitting here and, and you just feel alone. There's, there's something that when you retreat, it's dark, it's lonely, it doesn't feel right. Something's not there. Hold on to Jer- 20, 20, Jeremiah 29, 11 and think about how Jesus loves you. Well, let's look at, back at these verses right here. Luke 14 and 15. Jesus returned uh, to Galilee and the power of the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about Him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. One of the words that jumps out at me when I, when I kind of look at this, and, and, and it, this one is a good word, it's heard, okay? Because what this says is this. There was a man, Jesus. Pretty good guy. Lived a pretty good life. He went out to a desert, was tempted by Satan, and then he came back, and then the news about him started to spread everywhere. People heard about Jesus. Now, I'm just curious, has everyone, anyone ever started to hear about someone who has never done anything important? Like they're just an average American Joe that's just out there and, and word and their fame starts to spread because they're an average American Joe? Does that, does that happen every day? No, I mean you got to do like style or something. I mean you got to do something to be famous, right? And so, so the average guy I don't understand. I'm looking at this and I'm like okay, Jesus hasn't done anything yet. He hasn't walked on water. He hasn't done any of these incredible things. Why is his word being spread throughout the whole countryside? Why are people starting to know who this Jesus is? Why have they heard about Him? And this is a promise right here. And this is something that, man, this message is about this. I love this part right here. Because Jesus hadn't even done anything public yet. The only thing was this. 
When he was getting baptized, God the Father said, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. So the only thing to this point, Jesus hadn't done anything. It wasn't about what he did. It was about who he was. He was the Son of God. What does that mean to you and I? Do you hear me? Do you understand this? What does that mean to us? It means that God loves us not because of what we do, but because of who we are. As we sit here today, we can smile knowing that God loves us. Jesus comes on the scene, gets baptized. His Father in heaven says, This is my Son whom I love. And then His fame starts to spread throughout the land because of who He was. Hang on if you feel like you're in a dark place. Hang on if you don't feel like you add up. Hang on, because our storylines, the storyline of your life right now, I don't know where you've come from or even where you're going, but we all have a storyline. We all have stuff that's happening in our life. Don't let Satan come in and try to kill, steal, and destroy you, because that's what he wants to do. We don't have to be defined by our past storyline or our past mistakes. Can I say that again? We don't have to be defined by our past storyline or our past mistakes. And I'm so excited about that. You know why? Because I used to make fun of my wife hitting a curb in our car. I used to, okay? Because she would hit him. And not only hit him, she would hit him very hard. And it really made me mad. And and I would, like, really make fun of her. Like, bad. Okay, I just ripped on her. Anyone ever done something like that? Okay? Because I'm perfect and I never do that. Until one day I smashed a curb so hard, I think I bent the whole rim. I mean, it was like, okay. Now, you know what? We all have past mistakes. We all have stories that make us up and come up and and make us who we are right now like this, okay? I just got to do this just because I I think it's kind of fun, okay? I'm glad that I am not defined by my past mistakes or things that I've done in the past. Are you? Because if I was defined by my past mistakes or things I've done in the past, it would look a little bit like this, okay? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't know about that. That's a little funny, but... What's your storyline? What's happening in your life? We see that Jesus here is so loved by his God. And God, his Father, says, This is my Son whom I love. And because of that, the fame of Jesus starts spreading throughout the land, not because of what he's done. He hasn't done anything yet. But simply because who he was. Don't let your past define you. We can learn from our mistakes. We can move forward. But God says this in Jeremiah 29, 11, I've got a plan for you. I've got purpose for you. I handcrafted you. I love you. As we look at stories, I want to look at a famous story in the Bible. It's found in John 9, 7. This story has been in my mind all week long because it's a, it's a famous story. And, and it's a Bible story, and, and it, here's, here's kind of how it goes. In, verse, in chapter 9, verse 7, there's a blind man. And Jesus comes along, and he, and he sees this blind man, and, and Jesus says, Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. In verse 8, his neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? 
Okay, this, this blind man, is in a, he's, he's in a story, his own story. For his whole life, he's been blind. He's been sitting there. People have spit on him. They've walked by him. He's been defined by who he is, right? He's probably not feeling the best about who he is. I mean, he can't even go play rugby. Come on. I mean, here's the blind man. And here comes, here comes along Jesus in the storyline of his life, this blind man's life. And Jesus says, go wash in the pool. Well, to fast forward the story, what happens is after the man comes out of the pool, he receives his sight. And he starts running around. Imagine, imagine yourself seeing, running around. He was just healed by Jesus. And, and the officials decided, this isn't good. Like, why are you doing this? You, you, you shouldn't do this. Because they didn't really like Jesus at this point, okay? And then we get all the way to verse 25. And I love this because this is what I can, I can say this. And I think you could probably say this about my life, maybe about your life and where we're at in our storylines. Because chapter 9, verse 25, we were all blessed blind, right? Jesus came along and he gave us sight. People are getting mad at Jesus because he healed us and gave us sight. And this is how we respond. If this man is a sinner, I don't know. I'm not qualified to say. The only thing I know is I was blind and now I see. If we were given sight by Jesus who walked by and loved us, would we care much more beyond that? No, because we were once blind and now we see our past story, our our experiences, everything that made us didn't matter anymore because we encountered a living God who took us out of darkness and gave us light. Do you like that good news? I love that good news. The story of the blind man. (laughs) What would be your story? I mean, we're all living this story right now. Our past currently, what our future will be. What is your story? Let's look at the big picture of Jesus. And I'm just going to give you some highlights, okay? Maybe you know Jesus. Maybe you call yourself a Christian. Maybe you're here for the first time and and you don't know much about Jesus. Well, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I think you'll find that in the person of Jesus Christ is a lot of hope and joy. And following His story has been awesome for my life. So let me give you some highlights of Jesus. He was, uh, back in Genesis, man was with God, perfect unison. Man decided to sin and go his own way and, you know, eat that forbidden fruit that some people say is an apple. I think it's grapes because I love grapes, okay? (laughs) So man sinned against God and there was a separation between God and, and, and man. And so God said, the only, there's got to be blood for this because there's sin and it's, it's gross and it's ugly. Like whenever we do something wrong, and especially in the Old Testament time, it required some kind of sacrifice. And so, you know, man's over here and God is over here because of this great sin that, that we've caused against God. So God says, I love man. I created man. I'm going to give him my own son. And here comes Jesus. Jesus comes on the scene. He's born to a virgin Mary. He's the Son of God. He is God. It's the Trinity. God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is born to God. He lived a perfect life and had no sin. And towards the end of His story, which is the week that we're living right now, this is what we celebrate like this whole past week, Palm Sunday and and Easter and all that. Imagine this, this part of Jesus' story, okay? He was born to a virgin, lived a perfect life, loved people, and then came into this week of his life. And in this week of his life, he was abandoned by everyone he knew. 
Everyone that he said that he loved and deeply loved and everyone that looked at him and said, I love you as well, he was abandoned by every single person. He was beaten. And if you've been following the History Channel and you've been watching the Bible series, tonight is the, the, the finale and, and it's Jesus dying on the cross. And I thought about showing a clip of it tonight, today, but I thought it's a little too graphic, honestly. I didn't know who was all going to be here, so we're not going to watch that. I would encourage you, though, to go watch it because it's the finale of what's going on in his life. So Jesus was beaten. He was hung on the cross. And then he defeated death after he died. Three days later, which is why we celebrate Easter, Jesus rose from the dead and gave us victory. It's called resurrection. And that's what happened this morning. Not this morning, but a long time ago. And we celebrate it this morning. The resurrection of Jesus Christ. And now He talks to God on our behalf and and we have communion with God and it's a very beautiful thing. And I love this part of Jesus' storyline because I just like to party way too much. And so I I think right now of Jesus, I think of Him in heaven and just, I don't know, just kind of go with me here because I, I like to put Him in heaven. He seems really cool there. And He's in heaven and I feel like He's just waiting to party with me. Like we're, like, we're, like, we're hanging out today. I get that, but I can picture Jesus in the storyline and say, God, I can't wait to be in heaven with you one day. And I know we're living it here on earth, but I'm, man, I'm so excited. Are you guys with me? Are you guys with me? Okay, whatever. Okay. There's, the story of Jesus is very, is, 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 is just, it's wrecked me. Has it wrecked you? The story of Jesus is a beautiful thing. And right now in this room, we're all creating our own stories. What's your storyline? Have you encountered a love of Jesus Christ? Do you feel alone and lost in the wilderness, in the desert, broken, addicted, stuck, without hope? If so, I ask and I pray that you would consider Jesus Christ. Or jamming out. In John 10.10, 10, it says, I've come to give you life and, and life abundantly. Are, are you wrestling with God? Maybe you're wrestling with God today. It also says in Romans 10.13, If you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. All I know is this. I once was blind, and now I see. Can you relate to that story? I once was sitting by a pool and Jesus came and offered me hope and showed me light, pulled me out of darkness and pulled me into a love relationship with Him. I want us to kind of think about this for a second. If you would and you're you're comfortable with this, just, just close your eyes and just sit there and think about this, this love that Jesus has for you. Maybe you, you really are saying, yeah, I'm, I'm wrestling with who God is, and, and that's okay. I, I, I get that, and I hope you continue to, to wrestle through that. I, I believe you'll find that at the end of your journey, you'll find Jesus Christ standing there with His hands open saying, Child, I love you. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. But for some of us in this room, maybe you would say, You know, Aaron, um, I just need some prayer. Like there's been some stuff that, that I've been through lately or thoughts that are going on in my mind or, or, or just stuff that is rough in my life. And I, 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 could you pray for me? If that's you, would you just slip your hand up right now? Just, just real quick. Mm-hmm. 
Okay? Maybe there's some of us in here and, and you're like, I've, I've lived life on my own for way too long. Um, the storyline of my life has been about me, what I want, what I deserve. I feel this morning that God is calling on me. I feel this morning a warmth in my heart, a prodding in my spirit. Just God is maybe doing something inside me. Um, you know, and the Bible says, if you call in the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Maybe some of you today, this is going to be a time for the first time in your life you recognize that, you know what, it's not about us. It's about loving a king who loved us and surrendering our life to, to him. And if that's you today, would you slip your hand up? Would you just say that, God, yeah, today I want to surrender my life to you? Mm-hmm. I don't know where we're all at on this journey of, of figuring out who God is and, and even this, this experiment of church project and this body that we have going together here. But I do know this, life is better together. And I know life is better lived when we're following the person of Jesus Christ. What I'd like us to do right now is, um, I'd like us to go ahead and do a communion. If you're comfortable with this, what we'll do is I'll ask everyone to stand up. And, and what we'll do is on your right side, we'll, we'll just start a line and we'll come across here. The communion is right up front. And then we'll just go over to your left and, and, and go sit down. But here's what communion is. Communion is Jesus dying on the cross for us. And us being able to take this time to remember what He's done by taking a, a piece of bread and dipping it in the grape juice, which represents His blood and how He shed His blood for us, and remembering Him, thanking Him for that, and being in complete reverence of who He is, and lighting our, ourselves with Him. So if you would, just stand. I'm going to pray for us, and we'll go through a time of communion. You can come up here after the prayer. I'll make this a very special time where we remember what God has done, the resurrection of Easter, the celebration of this story, and we get to worship Him through communion right here. God, I pray for us. I pray that today we will walk around celebrating with a bigger smile than we've ever had, knowing that, God, You died for us. And today you rose from the dead and we celebrate your resurrection. You truly are alive. I pray in our life we can, we can see the power of once being blind and you healing us. And I pray today as we celebrate this, um, God, that you'll be glorified in everything we do and say. And it's your name we pray. Amen.